0: Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Fridays wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. I am here to let you know that I'm bringing sanity to an insane world. I'll be in Aggieland tomorrow. Uh, I cannot wait. College Station, Texas, Alabama against Texas A&M. I'm going to be there with my wife and my two youngest boys. Um, going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait. I'll give you my gambling pick, but spoiler alert, I think Texas A&M is going to win right off the top. Congratulations to my wife, Laura Travis, who officially passed the bar exam today. We now have two lawyers in the Travis household. Uh, we met in 2001 at Vanderbilt University. Um, uh, I was recruiting cute girls for the co-ed softball team. We had a really good looking team, uh, including my wife. And she decided after the first year that she didn't want to finish law school, went back, became a guidance counselor. And now she has gone back to law school. I didn't really want to talk about it uh, because I didn't want her to get attacked because of me. Uh, But she finished at Vanderbilt Law School, has now passed the bar exam. She is a fully barred attorney. um, So that is a very cool accomplishment. 22 years after we started law school, she has now completed her law degree Uh, from Vanderbilt University, so that is awesome. Um, Now, I I am fired up. I am so fired up over two different stories that I think are connected that have both happened this week that almost no one else in the media is spending very much time on at all. One Trevor Bauer, after two years, after being suspended by Major League Baseball, we now see that the evidence that he ever – Beat, choked, sexually assaulted, the woman who accused him is non existent. And you can never unring the bell of the accusation that was made against him. And yet, most in the media, the same people who trumpeted this high and wa- far, uh, far and wide are not saying a word. And I give credit to Bobby Barack who did a good job writing about this. But the ESPNs of the world, the Athletics of the world, all of these left-wing woke sports media organizations, all of the people who condemn Trevor Bauer, most of them are not even reporting on his innocence. This is Duke Lacrosse all over again. Mel Tucker is even crazier. Okay, for those of you who don't know, Mel Tucker is being fired because he had phone sex once with a woman named Brenda Tracy. She claimed it was non-consensual phone sex, turned him into Michigan State, and said that this was unacceptable and his behavior needed to have consequences. I said at the time, you can go back and watch, I said, are you kidding me? They had a 36-minute phone call that started after midnight on the East Coast. And she didn't retroactively change her consent on the phone sex until months later when Mel Tucker decided he didn't want her to speak at the university anymore. She texted him two months after the phone sex, Happy Father's Day. And then retroactively, she decided that she didn't consent to the phone sex. She turned him into Michigan State. Michigan State fired him. And I said, none of this makes sense. And people got mad at me. They said, how dare you? You know, How dare you not believe a woman? So I, I believe women. I believe men. I don't always believe women. I don't always believe men. I believe black people, I believe white people, I believe Hispanic people, I believe Asian people. I don't always believe black, white, Asian, or Hispanic people. I believe gay people. I believe straight people. I don't always believe gay people or straight people. You can't make a blanket decision to hashtag believe all women because women lie, men lie. Gay people lie. Straight people lie. Trans people lie. White, black, Asian, Hispanic people, they all lie. That's why Lady Justice is blind. I keep hammering this home because I think it's so important. I said, Brenda Tracy's story doesn't add up. None of this makes any sense. Text messages came out yesterday. Text messages prove that your boy, looking at all the addressable facts, got it right again. Lots of sports media will not tell you what I am about to tell you because they are afraid that they're going to end up targeted and because they buy into the identity politics idea that rich men are always wrong and that the woman is always telling the truth. And if that narrative is challenged they will not address it because they don't want their worldview to be attacked. So I'm reading directly for all of you text messages that came out yesterday, okay? This is from Mel Tucker's attorney. These are Brenda Tracy's text messages. And let me start with this. The only reason we have these text messages, according to an affidavit, is because they were able to get her dead assistance. Uh, text messages. So let me start with how they got these. Uh, The affidavit says, Brenda Tracy went to extraordinary lengths, I'm reading from Mel Tucker's attorney's letter, to stop the written communications from ever seeing the light of day. As detailed in the witness's sworn statement, while Mrs. Tracy's friend lay dying in a hospital, this is her assistant, Mrs. Tracy sought to delete all of the messages on her assistant's computers. Here's a direct quote. It really struck me odd that she would want her assistant's things and would be asking the family for them as she lay dying in her hospital bed. Brenda said in the hospital after the doctor told us that her assistant was not going to make it, Brenda stated, I need to call my therapist because I don't feel supported right now. Imagine that your friend and assistant is dying in her hospital bed. And in front of family and friends, you say, I need to call my therapist because I don't feel supported right now. That's a sociopathic statement. You know who probably doesn't feel that supported? The girl who's dying. Why did she need access to the girl who's dying, laptop, phones, computers? Because she wanted to delete all of the records about what she had said. Okay? Brenda Tracy claimed that she never had personal relationships with any of her clients. These text messages demonstrate that she was sleeping with at least one married head coach and bragging about it to her assistant. She also, in text messages, made it clear the reason she was going after Mel Tucker was because of his Money. Here she is talking about Mel Tucker's money. Tucker signed his contract. I can't even wrap my brain around $95 million. Can you imagine 700 k going into your bank account every month? We're going to make it happen. I'm going to ask him to finance the doc. He'll do it. She's bragging about her influence and her relationship with him. We'll be right Back in a moment but first this break Grey's Anatomy the most iconic binge-worthy drama is back along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers will Teddy survive will Joe and Link finally find happiness together Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona you can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. I want to read you a couple of these comments in particular about her financial status. And I flagged these because I wanted to make sure I didn't miss them. She had a message. That she used Michigan State's investigation because she was after money. She said she's never mentioned money in a uh, conjunction with this in her investigation. That's actually not true. Here's a direct test me- text message from Brenda Tracy. I'm filing a formal complaint with Michigan State. My lawyer said after that we can let him know we want to come to an agreement then it doesn't have to go to a hearing or anything unless he wants it to. She told her assistant her attorney was reaching out to Michigan State about a settlement and that, quote, money is my only recourse to make him feel like there is a punishment. When they do the money, I should make him pay me $10,000 directly. She talked about all of the money he had, as I just said. One week before she filed her complaint against Mel Tucker, she admitted she was down to $5 in her bank accounts. She also, after filing the complaint, said, imagine the victim is taking on a $95 million coach. She refers to herself in third person as the victim, as well as a good victim in this matter multiple times. I've asked you all to think about this before for years and years. If being a victim is the best thing that can happen to you, think about what happened with the story surrounding Jussie Smollett. Remember that story? Best thing that ever happened to his career was being a victim. If being a victim is the best thing can happen that can happen for you professionally, you should be immediately skeptical of whether or not it happened. She also wasn't paying her IRS taxes. She said she owed money on 2018 and on other years, according to her text. She said, having the IRS after me in a way that is known publicly surely won't help my lawsuit. She also admitted that she engages in professional crying when she shares her story. She also said that she was in dire straits financially, but that her priority was a facelift and filming myself so we can make money. She also was using the sports media. I mean, I haven't heard anybody ask ESPN about this. In text messages, she first she complained, I can't believe my name is getting out there. I'm the victim. None of this should be public. Then there are text messages where she is texting USA Today and ESPN writers to get them to tell her story and arguing that she is the victim. She wanted to control the way this story was told. It's not all. On top of that, she also, like I said, was having a relationship with another married coach and bragging about it which directly calls into question whether or not she was in any way uh, uh, not engaging in relationships with the men that she was being paid to, uh, to advocate for sexual assault-related issues. She needed money. She wanted to delete all the text messages that existed to her assistant. Um, and she was using ESPN and USA Today, to share secret information to try to get her story out so everybody would cover it in a favorable way for her. Okay, all of this is directly, uh, you can go read it at OutKick. You can go see it on my Twitter feed. All of it is documented that I just read. Question, why is no one covering it? Wouldn't you think it's kind of a big deal that one of the most highly paid head coaches in college football is being effectively blackmailed by a woman who lied about a, a not consenting to, uh, to the uh, phone sex. By the way, there's also an affidavit in here from a witness who says that Brenda Tracy admitted that the phone sex was consensual until she decided that it was not consensual and tried to get Mel Tucker fired. This is bombshell after bombshell after bombshell. Brenda Tracy is credibly accused based on the evidence of making all of this up in an effort to get money from Mel Tucker. That is, she concocted this entire story in an effort to try to get Mel Tucker to pay her money. This is what happens when you create identity politics, hashtag believe all women. Same thing happened to Trevor Bauer. Ask yourself this, and I would encourage you. Tag every college football writer you know who has in any way talked about this story in any way, which is all of them, and ask why they aren't sharing all of this direct evidence that shows that Brenda Tracy is a liar. Because I feel fortunate that OutKick is as big as it is. I just talked about this on the Clay and Buck show. I feel fortunate that we have such a big radio show. But huge majorities of the population have no idea about any of this. Because they are not having this story and these facts shared with them. Because it challenges the existing dynamic, which would be, oh, the woman's always the victim and the man is always the aggressor. The Mel Tucker case is particularly interesting to me because there's not even any allegation of sexual assault that was made. The only allegation is that there was non-consensual phone sex in the midst of a 36-minute after-midnight phone call, and she says she froze and couldn't hang up the phone. Brenda Tracy is not a victim here. She is a blackmailer. She is attempting to extort uh, Mel Tucker, who she knows is wealthy, to pay her for something that retroactively she decided was offensive. And nobody's calling her on it. I am pretty much the only person you're even going to see or hear talking about that. Why is it? Why is that the case? It's not because other people don't know. It's like I've got some super secret stash of information that nobody else has access to. I'm directly reading from the filing of Mel Tucker's lawyers. Everybody on the planet who covers sports, covers college football at all, has access to this. Why aren't they covering it? Because it doesn't fit their left-wing narrative to hashtag believe all women, and they're afraid that they'll end up targets. They don't care about the truth. They care about preserving their own employability. This is where we are in media today. And one reason why my shows continue to skyrocket in popularity is not because, in audience size, it's not because all of you out there are like, man, Clay Travis is brilliant. Well, it's true. It's not because all of you out there are like, man, Clay Travis, he's incredibly good-looking for a 44-year-old father of three. It's true. It's because I actually will tell you the truth. And there's almost no one else in all of sports media who will. Think about all those people who tap danced on Mel Tucker's grave, who insisted that he had to be fired, who pretended that you could even have a non-consensual phone sex call, which was ridiculous on its face. Now we have tangible evidence that Brenda Tracy was only after Mel Tucker's money, that she said the phone sex was consensual according to an affidavit that's been filed that she wanted to get access to her assistant's phone, computers, and everything else to delete all the text messages that she had been sending, and even was concerned about needing to see her own therapist because she didn't have enough support when her assistant died from a traffic accident. It's not a good person. It's not a reliable person. It's not a trustworthy person. Yet Michigan State is firing Mel Tucker over this woman's false allegations? No, 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 no. This is what happens when you create the incentive culture of Believe All Women. You incentivize women to make up stories, to exaggerate stories, because they see they have a political benefit, because they have a financial and pecuniary advantage that they're going to try to milk. This is completely unacceptable. I think it's a massive story. This is the outgrowth of the Brett Kavanaugh hashtag Believe All Women environment. You should never believe anyone based on their identity. You should question everything. You should analyze the facts, and you should stand on principle and facts over everything else, which is what we do every single day at OutKick. All right, that's all serious. Now I'm here to make you some money. Uh, You may have seen yesterday, excited, starting off a brand new show with my good friend, Kelly in Vegas, Kelly Stewart. You can go watch that for more of these discussions in detail. But I have got... 16 college football winners for all of you with the biggest and best games that are going on. Uh, I'm on Missouri. I think Mizzou is going to cover against LSU. By the way, these picks go up every Tuesday morning on OutKick. They're still up right now. Uh, And I'm on the over. Tap the veins, boys and girls. Blood bank guarantee this week is the over 63 was what I gave it out at. I'm not even sure. I'll check some of these numbers because uh, they've been up for four or five days now. Uh, Missouri plus the points in the over. Uh, my good friend Greg Schiano Nobody, nobody loves Rutgers football more than this guy. No one is a bigger fan of Greg Schiano than your boy here. I've got Rutgers plus 14 at Wisconsin. Uh, it's too big of a number for what I think is going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, Wisconsin ends up winning by around six or seven. Oklahoma plus the points against Texas in the Red River shootout. 5 0 team that nobody is paying attention to. Maryland plus 19 and a half is what I got it at Ohio State. Purdue at Iowa, the under. Alabama AM. I think AM is going to win this game outright. Uh, and I think the under is going to hit. Now, this number, let me actually check here in real time and see what this number has done because it's been trending downwards. Uh, I saw yesterday that Alabama was a one-and-a-half-point favorite, and that number has continued to kind of tick down uh, as we have been uh, you know, getting ready for that game. I will be there in Aggieland. I'm excited for it. Bama, according to my book here, back up to a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, the over-unders dropped quite a lot uh, in that one. Um, so I am on uh, of the opinion. Why am I of that opinion? I don't think Alabama will be able to run the football. Texas A&M is a very stout defensive front. They're going to force Jalen Milrow to throw. I don't like the offensive line. I don't like the Alabama wide receiver talent. I think Texas A&M is going to win this game outright uh, against against Alabama. Uh, All right, Vanderbilt plus 18.5 at Florida. I don't think Florida should be favored against 18.5 against anyone in the SEC, including Vanderbilt. That number's too big. I don't like this Gator offense, even coming off of a poor performance, getting run all over. Uh, I think that the Florida win by round 10, I think 18.5, too steep. Uh, Colorado, Arizona State, over 59.5. Colorado defense can't stop anybody. Arizona State, decent offensively at home. I think the over hits. Kentucky, plus 14.5 on the road at Georgia. Too big of a number. I wanted to bet Georgia, but I needed to see it around 11 or 12. Not going to give two-plus touchdowns based on how this offense for Georgia has performed so far in the SEC against both South Carolina and Auburn. I've also got the under 47-and-a-half in this one. Arkansas at Ole Miss. uh, I think Arkansas and Ole Miss will both score 30-plus. I like the over 61-and-a-half in this one. Arizona. Plus 21.5, this USC defense has played too poorly the last couple of weeks at Arizona State uh, and at Colorado. Uh, No way, decent Arizona team on the road at at SC. Plus 21.5 is too many. Uh, I've got Louisville plus nearly a touchdown and the under. That is all of my gambling picks, 16 of them. I'll tweet it out tomorrow. And again, I will be at Alabama, Texas A&M in college station tomorrow i look forward to meeting many of you also uh my nfl picks uh my favorite nfl pick let me go ahead and give this out to you the blood bank saints pats under 40 is the blood bank uh neither of these teams can score uh i think that the patriots are both and the saints are both going to struggle i think the final score here ends up being something like 17 to 14 14 to 10 It's going to be ugly, nasty, under 40 to play there. Uh, uh, This is a a Sunday morning game. Jacksonville is playing against the Bills in London. Two straight games in Jacksonville. A little bit of a benefit there for the Jags, but I've got the Bills. Minus 5.5 is the number I gave out. Uh, Texans at the Falcons. I'm on the under 41.5 here. Uh, Texans-Falcons, I think you got the two... Potential rookie of the year candidates, top of the line, CJ Stroud, um and uh and and uh Bijan Robinson. Uh I think that the Falcons played really poorly on the road in London. Back home, I think they'll confuse the Texans, not sold on Desmond Ritter, but I like the under 41 and a half here. I like the Dolphins to blow out the Giants. I've got the Giants over 10 and a, I mean sorry, the Dolphins minus 10 and a half. Uh Jets, Broncos, I like the Broncos to win this one. I've got the Broncos minus one and a half. And then Bengals, Cardinals, I have got Josh Dobb and the Cardinals, plus three. Did not like what I saw from the Bengals in that game uh, playing uh, in Nashville last weekend. They did not seem energized. They did not seem focused. I do not like the chances that they are going to play at a high level. All right. Love all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, I will be back with you. Same bat channel, same bat time. I'll be back with you on Monday, reacting to everything that happens in college football week six and in the NFL week five. See you guys. Then, TBAP, unless you need to SBAP.